Good evening. I know you all full and don't want to hear too much of me. And uh, a lot of times we get full, we want to go to sleep and relax. Amen. But I thank God for this glorious opportunity to be able to share with you all one of the most overlooked ministry in this world. Before I get started, I want to read a pastor's scripture so we can be on the same wavelength. In the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, you will find, that's fifth verse, you will find these words. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his good pleasure and his will. One of the things that has, in my opinion, has been overlooked, adoption. What is about this word adoption? And in so many cases has been overlooked for so many years. What has happened that have caused churches and, and many entities, and just even government, it just totally overlook adoption. I did not even understand what adoption really meant until my wife's mother died. And she walked out in the back yard one day. She said, Lord, if you don't take this burden off of me about my mother, just let me die. I don't want to live in this world no more. And you know, where I come from, and I know I was asked, what was possum trot? Possum trot, if you go to center, take 87, you'll come to Chevyville. When you get to Chevyville, you take 417, and you get to Coonville. When you get to Coonville, you drive about another 15, 20 miles, and you'll get to Possum Trot. No street lights, no post office, no stores. But there's a community there. And see, in small places like that, they have big families. My, in my family, I got nine brothers and one sister. In my wife's family, she got 17 brothers and sisters. So we had small families down there. But, but, but what happened was when, when her mother died, and she was just so concerned, and in that backyard, the Lord said, give back. So what we done, we, we, we decided that she didn't know what give back meant. So what we decided to do is call in some universal help. And you know when you got a problem you can't handle, you can call in some universal help. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You, you, in other words, what I'm saying is when you get on your knees and tell God all about it, something's going to happen. But God revealed himself to us while we were praying. He said, you talk about all the love that your mother gave you and gave the, the community I want you to give that back to a child. 
that don't know what love is all about. When we, when we got involved in adoption, we got on the phone to find out, called CPS office that was in Lufkin. They told us when the class is going to start. We had to go to class for 16 weeks to take what you call pride classes. Now, they taught us a lot of things, but they didn't teach me nothing about how tough dumb little children were. And let me tell you something. You're talking about a degree, but they will give you a degree in, in child psychology. Because what you think you know, dumb children got a whole new set of rules that will blow the hair off of your head. I always thought that ain't no child going to outsmart me. I just feel like I was too old a cat to be fooled by a kitten. But I was sadly mistaken. I really was. Dumb kids taught me a lesson. But, but the thing of it was, the thing of it was, we are, we, when we finished the pride classes, I, we care, we, 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 we care, I got a little boy and a little girl. A little girl named, uh, named Mercedes and a little boy named Tyler. And if I tell you, dumb two little children did not teach me a new lesson. And see, the thing that you have to understand is, my biological son, my wife stayed in labor for 18 and a half hours, and the doctor didn't even know she couldn't have a child normal birth. When my son was born, he was born with severe brain damage. He had seizures real bad. He, 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 he couldn't hear anything. Uh, right now, he still got, he got a lot of problems right now that we are still dealing with. He's at home with me, and he's going to be there with me. But the thing of it is, the doctors tried to get us to award him to the state. And I told the doctor, this is my child. The Lord gave him to me for a purpose. And see, what I've learned from him helped me to be able to handle the children that I come. See, God said, I got a plan that you know not of. And the plan that God had, we didn't even think about that. You, ain't no way in the world I was going to adopt no child because they didn't know anything about it. They have a clue about this. But when we got involved in it, and I carried our children to the, state, to the church, the, my, some of the members said, and I, I got up, and I started finding every scripture that I could find in the Bible. And when I looked in there closely, I found out that I was an adopted child through Jesus Christ. That blew my mind. I said, Lord, you mean to tell me I'm an adopted child? I've been adopted? And, and see, when I read that scripture here in, 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 uh, in Ephesians, it tells us right there. God predestinated us. And the only way man was going to get back to God was through adoption. Now, let me tell you something else. You see, a lot of folks don't know, but adoption was not a man-made idea. It was something that God himself orchestrated. For an example, if you search the Bible, Moses was an adopted child. Pharaoh was not his daddy, but Pharaoh adopted Esther was an adopted child. And the one that people differ with me about all the time is that Jesus was an adopted child. 
whether you look at it or not, Joseph was not his biological father. Joseph did not plant the seed for Jesus to come in because when the Bible, y'all call the Holy Spirit, or we call the Holy Ghost and Possum Tribe. It's still the same thing. It means it does the same thing. The Bible said that when God spoke to Joseph, he told him, do not be afraid to take Mary as your offered red wife. He said that she is carrying, she was already impregnated with that she's carrying that holy. So she was already impregnated already when Joseph married her. But the thing that we got to understand here is that through Jesus, we was able to get back to God. Well, when I carried our children, when I carried those through the church and we got involved in it and got involved in it and, and I started finding all these sermons and finding, understanding all this stuff about adoption and what it meant and all that type of stuff. And see, there's a natural side of adoption, but there's a spiritual side. And I'm going to deal with the spiritual side of it, which means that we are obligated to go out and to get those children out of a system that don't even know God. Amen, lights. Y'all help me in here tonight. Because the thing of it is, the thing of it is, we worry about, they don't know this and don't know this. Mercedes was so tough. She was five years old. But that little girl was smart and tough. You had to really know Something about children that deal with Mercedes. Because she wasn't one of those that you can just look at and figure out. Because she had so many different personalities. She could steal and you would never, you, you could be looking at Mercedes. And she's stealing from you and you'll never know it. That little girl was slick. And she'll tell you, well, you can't whoop me because I tell them, I pick up the phone. And I'll call in on you. I say, well, you better go right on and pick it up. Cause we finna go to uh, we we finna go to Wood City right now. She she was she was smart. That name of Satan meant something, and 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 she she couldn't even count to five when we got her, five years old, and couldn't even count to ten. That's the sad part about it. She knew the street life, but she didn't even know who she was. Mercedes was in nine homes in one year because nobody was able to handle Mercedes until she hit Martin City. It was all over. It was downhill right there. So what we done, my wife told us, Mercedes, this is your room and everything. But let me tell you about Mercedes. Let me give you a little bit more about Mercedes. That little girl was smart. And she knew what she was doing. I had cameras put around my house. Mercedes was so smart that she went in a room and unplugged everything so we couldn't see what was going on. I'm talking about five years old. I'm not talking about 17, 18. She's five years old. She was just that smart that she unplugged everything. Because, see, I used those cameras because when we away from the house, I want to know what's going on around my house. So I had cameras put around there, and we could not find out what was wrong. We looked and looked and looked, and happened to walk in Mercedes' room and look in the corner. It was unplugged. Mercedes, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't do that. But you know, it's always a way 
my, I used to look at my wife sit there on that counter every evening. She had a jar full of pennies. She taught Mercedes how to count to ten with pennies. When she learned to count to ten, she taught Mercedes how to count to twenty. It was hard. She'd just walk out sometimes. She'd say, ooh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Because you tell her this, you do this. You tell her that, she do that. But that didn't, we weren't worried about that. We were determined to see this little girl finish school and do something with her life. When Mercedes finished school, she finished school as an A average student. Because somebody taking up some time to show her. How can you expect for a child to love when no one ever taught them to love? How can you expect for them to be, to know how to respect somebody when nobody never respects? My thing is that God give us chances after chance. God saved us and we still find ourselves doing some of them same old things the Lord then brought us out of. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I know I'm in the house. You might as well say, ouch, or thank you, Jesus, or something. Because <laughs> I'm in the house, and I know I am. And just like God give us chances after chance, then we have to show likewise to one of those that don't know. When we got through, we had 21 families, and we adopted 77 children from the state in Possum Tribe. Well, we don't have no family life center. Long time we had out there was that church. Church and bushes and possums and coons and stuff like that. That's all out there. And those children right now, we got, I think right now, we probably have about 15 of them in college right now. Because why? Somebody taking the time to teach them what they did not know. I had, we, 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 we got one, we got a, my wife and I, we had another couple, a little boy and a little girl. And no, two little boys, two little brothers. And one of the members adopted one. And she had both of them. But them boys were so tough, she couldn't handle them. Little fellas, small boys, six and seven years old. She couldn't handle them. So we got, the, we got one and left the other one there. So we would split the family up because they're all right there in the same church. But I tell you one thing. Now, my son, the one I adopted, He's in Texas Southern University right now and doing good for himself. What I'm seeing is this. What we did in Possum Trot, it ought to be done everywhere. If we could do it with nothing but the help and the guidance of God, what can you do? Sometimes we got the, we, we're preserving these bedrooms and these places and everything. If some of us probably get some children to make up some noise in the house, we mustn't be so grumpy. <laughs> That's right. You need somebody, you need some children. Maybe, maybe it would help you to come out of some of this stuff and with a mindset because some of us are just right in our own little comfort zone. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Them children will bring you out of your comfort zone. They will make you think two or three times. And they will make you sit down and, and one thing they did do, they kept us on our knees praying. And I don't care what nobody says, prayer still works. You can say whatever you want to say, 
But you talk to one little old dog preacher from Possum Tribe that can tell you that prayer still works. Because I tried that for myself. And see what God will do. He will show you what you're dealing with. He will let you know what you're dealing with. Yes, I've been on all kind of television, all kind of this. I've been on every major television station it is in the nation. In fact, Possum Tribe have started this whole country, a movement in this country, not only this country, but even in England and also in North Korea, started a movement in this country that changed the whole country around about how we look at adoption. Adoption is very important. And God is intent. There's over a half a million children in the system right now that need a home. What are we doing to help? You ask yourself right now, and right, I mean, and, and, and this is something that you have to be honest with. Well, they had all them problems. I don't know if I can take that. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthened me. So there is nothing that the enemy can do that's going to change my mind and change the way I feel. And the way I think when it comes to adoption. Because if we can do it in possum tribe, you can do it right here as grace coming to church. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus, for that. Is it hard? What is easy in this world now? I, I had to get up this morning. I didn't want to do that. So it's nothing easy in this world anymore. And we got to face the fact. We want to be caught doing the will of God. The Bible said in James 1.27, pure religion is undefiled that God accepts, that you take care of the widows and the orphanage. A lot of churches are doing fairly well with the widows. But what are we doing with the orphanage? Some of you all in here looking at me right now, you say, you know, I've been kind of thinking about that. I've been, I've been somewhat thinking about adoption. Stop thinking. Do something about it. The mantle is on every church. There's more than enough churches. If they would just adopt one child in this United States, we could empty the system out. All the children, out of that 77 children that we got, not one came out of Shelby County. They came from other places. Not one single child came from that area. But we didn't care. All we knew, we got grandparents who got children that were grown and out of their house adopted. We got single parents who adopted children. The last little boy that we got, his name was Michael. A lady called me from Orange, Texas one evening. I had just got back from Ohio. And the lady called me. She said, this is the church that has been adopted a lot of children. I yes, it is. She said, my son, I don't want him no more. I'm in college, and I don't want him. I don't want him no more. Her child, I don't want him no more. I, I, I got to get rid of it. If you come pick him up, uh, he can just leave. I found a family in our church. They said, we'll love to have him. And he's the smartest little boy you ever seen in your life. 
Those children are smart, but they need some help. They need someone to point the right thing out to them, just like God points the right thing out to us through his word and showing us what is right and what is wrong, giving us a choice. Some of those little children, I went to visit a little boy one day, and he told me, he said, during the holiday, he said, look, he said, Bishop Martin, I don't want no toys. I don't want no clothes. All I want is a mother and a father for somebody to love me. If that's too much for a child to ask, if that's too much for a little young child that's reaching for somebody to come along and help them, just like Jesus came along and gave you an our hand and brought us out of some stuff that we was in and gave us another chance and cleaned us up and dust us off, put his spirit in us, showed us that we can make it, showed us that when we need him, we go, is that too much to ask? You answer that question for yourself tonight. They got a lot of children right here in the state of Texas, right in this state that need a home, need a family, need somebody to come along just like Jesus came along. You see, what we have to do, we have to carry on the legacy of Jesus. Because if the devil keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to destroy a whole generation of children. And we're just standing by, standing in the churches, keeping the doors closed, and just thank you, Jesus, come in, Get what we get, go home, close the door, and that's it. But God said, the work is out there. When Peter, James, and John was up on Mount Transfiguration, Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let's be a three tabernacle, one for you, and he just went on name all the rest of them. But then Jesus said, the work is down in the valley. We can't stay here on the mountain. We got to get back down in the valley. And this is what we all got to do. And everybody can't adopt. But every last one of us can be a part of adoption. If you got families in here adopting, maybe sometime you could just pick the children up and take them out there to Burger King's anywhere. And do something, get a family a break. Take them to a movie. Anything. Take them out in the park. Take them buy them a soda. Anything. But give the family. We all can be a part of this because everybody in this building right now that will stand up and say, I'm saved and I know I'm saved. Jesus called me out of the muck and mire clay. Believe it or not, you've been adopted. However you want to look at it, however you feel about adoption, but according to what the Bible says, you've been adopted. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's good work, but I love what I do. If I had to do it all over again, I'd do the same identical thing because I'm hard-headed and I feel like right now I'm just too old to change from that kind of way. I ain't changing. So I love what we got. We adopted four all total. Along with the child in my home, my brothers told me, said, man, you got to be the craziest man in the world. That's a big deal because I know who I'm crazy for. The Lord told us to do this, and I said, you can say, and I had to do one. I had to tell one of them, just like Jesus, get behind me, Satan. 
get behind me and say, you, you're messing up now. I know what I got to do. So I'm going to do what I have to do. And the thing that I'm encouraging you all to do is to get, be a part of it. God don't need no more talkers. He needs some walkers. He don't need folk to talk about. He needs somebody that's going to stand up and lift up your voice for watch up and say, Lord, be just like Isaiah. Lord, you don't break my lip. If you need somebody, here am I. Send me. Because all of us can be a part of what's going on. We got a, we got a, a facility in center right now. Back here in 2005, a company called Renovate My Family, much like Extreme Makeover, came down and built up that facility. And there were so many people down there, and 14 days, they built a facility, over 10,000-foot facility. It, was, it rained every day. It flooded every day. I don't see how in the world they did it, but they built that facility. And if you look online and you Google my name, you'll see it. All you have to do is look Google Bishop W.C. Martin Possum Trot, and you'll pull it up. The thing of it is is that we have some great programs going on at the facility right now. My wife would have been with me tonight, but she's there because every evening we have anywhere from 40 to 75 children there an evening, teaching them and helping them to do their homework, feeding them a meal. Because that, Shelby County is a very poor county. And a lot of the stuff that goes on there, the family just can't, you know, they can't do it. A lot of new stuff that's coming in, these books and things, a lot of grandparents don't know how to work those problems and stuff. So we bring them to the center and allow them to be helped right there. Feed them a good meal. When they go home, they're ready for to take the shower and go to bed. I'm doing everything I possibly can to make sure that we take care these children. Sure, all the television and stuff that we've been on, all that stuff is fine. It just, it's just there. But not one program have taught me how to handle those children. No television station can teach you that. My mama told me, uh, my grandmother told me uh, something the old folks used to call mother with. I don't know if y'all know what that word means. Mother wit is an old term that there's something you just have instinct of. And the old folks didn't have another word to call it. They said mother wit. And that's what the Lord has given us. There are some things, and like I told Mercedes, I told Mercedes and I told Tyler, and the other one got my Terry, and I told Joshua. I said, Joshua, I said, let me tell all of you all something. Don't think you're going to take me around the bush. Because I done been around that bush so many times. I done forgot. So don't think you're going to take me around the bush. Uh, because I know what you're up to before you even do it. Because I can look at your expression on your face. Just, just One of my daughters I got, she came from right here in Nagadocha. She was, the lady that had her was a teacher at Stephen F. Austin. Right there, right here. And she didn't want Terry no more. So they called us. And we were going to keep Terry for a month. The lady decided she didn't want her back there no more. Okay. It hurt Terry, but it helped Terry. But here's what happened. When I got Terry, she walked in my house all drawed up. I said, girl, what's wrong with you? 
I'm a cat. I said, oh, really? Okay. Okay. That's fine. Are you sure that what you are? Yeah, I'm a cat. That's okay. She said, look, she took her hair off her hair just flew everywhere. Are you a cat, huh? Okay. All right. I walked off and I thought about it. And then I said, okay, if you a cat, you're going to eat cat food. While I'm sitting up in there eating greens and peas and smothered chicken and gravy and rice, you're going to be eating cat food. I can't eat that stuff. I, that's what a cat going to eat here. <laughs> that got rid of her brother. That got rid of her cat day. She didn't think about that cat stuff no more. And she had an old big tom cat that she spent all of that time with. And she adopted the ways of that cat. You know what you're dealing with. But see, I, I thank God today for some sin. And I thank God for what we call discernment of spirits. Every time one came in my home, I sat and I watched and I watched. I watched what they say. I watched they move. Listen how they talk. Listen how they respond to everything. I just watch them. And you can learn a lot just listening. And looking. And what I've done, I mapped them all out. See, I didn't do Mercedes like that. She got away with some stuff. But I said, ain't no more going to get away. Because I'm going to watch from your eyes. And the Lord told me, just look at it. Look at what you got. What you got. Look at what you got. And watch what you got. And I began to do that. And I began to learn the children. And once I learned about them and saw their ways and everything, then I began to deal with them where they are. I couldn't deal with Mercedes and deal with Mercedes on, and Terry on the same level. I couldn't deal with Tyler and deal with Joshua on the same level because they were their own personality. But they all had similar ways. But I tell you one thing. The God that I serve will never turn his back on you. The God that I serve will keep your mind alert will show you what you don't know, will help you to understand that this work is so great, this work is so powerful, this work is so unique that God will allow. Lord, why would you come all the way to Possum Trot on the other side of Coonville to pick a church to carry out your will? It didn't add up to me. And it still don't add up. When I sit down and think about what we've been through and all the things that we had to deal with, when I, I still scratch my head and say, Lord, I don't know how in the world we made it, but we did. But you know, God will, God will reward you for your good work. The ones that we bring in this world ourselves, that's fun and good. But when you start thinking about the ones that you had nothing to do with, and you open your hearts and your home to one of them, that's when real ministry work comes into fall. That's when men, real ministry work comes into play. I thank God for this opportunity to be able to tell you all that adoption is one of the most important things that you can do in helping a child that does not know who God is. The system cannot do it. 
Congress can't do it. No one can do it in the White House. Austin can't do it. But it's going to take a family that love God to be able to handle this problem. And if you don't love God, you cannot love these children because you really don't know what love is all about. Lord, how much if I was that church, I could shout on that. This is real. Those are real life children out there that need a home, that need a family, that need a mother and a father. They're real. They're human. They got feelings. But they don't know what it is to love. They don't know what it is not to steal and not to lie. They don't know because no one ever taught them. Mercedes' mother got killed in a bad drug deal in Dallas, Texas. They found Mercedes and Tyler eating out of a garbage can. This is how bad it is. That's just how sad it is. What did anybody ever teach Mercedes? She went in one home, she do some crazy stuff, they sent her out of there. She go in another home, they do some crazy stuff, she sent her out of there. She go in another home, and the same thing, it kept on for one year, nine homes. That don't even make sense. Some people just don't have a heart. But you cannot tell me that you love God and don't love the people of God. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's real. They need help. They need somebody to come along and throw their arms around. And I'm so glad to be right here tonight that I can tell all of you all when you come out of your comfort zone when you make a decision that this is something that you're going to embrace I feel like that this is happening because God is shifting the atmosphere I feel like this is happening because God orchestrated this he was the cause of it he was the cause of it but God used them to make this come to pass to let you all know we got work to do we got a lot of work to do because time has come. It's time now for those children to understand because once you turn them out in the street at the age of 18 and no one never taught them anything, what you think going to happen? They're going to wind up right back even in the graveyard or the penitentiary. That's the problem we have today. And if the church don't stand up, it don't matter with me. Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Pentecost, it don't, I don't care. It ain't about church no more. It's about us walking in the will of God. It's about us carrying out what his commandment is. Go ye then to all the world. Preach the gospel, teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I command you, and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all going to make me knock on it. Get off this floor here in a minute. It's real. And every one of us in here tonight, every last one of us, my daughter, she had some problem with it at first, and I called her one day. I said, she said, look like to me they're taking my place. I said, let me tell you something, girl. I said, I've been on too long. Can't nobody take your place. 
where you are, you're still there. But I'm, I'm 200 and some pounds, so it's enough for me to go around. <laughs> Only thing I'm saying tonight, let adoption ring out in your heart. And when you think about adoption, you think about Jesus died for me and was resurrected that I can be adopted to him. God bless your heart. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? We got less than 200 members. And any given Sunday, we have anywhere from 50 to 60 members at the church. And any given Sunday, we don't, it's not a whole lot. I got more children in the church than they have adults. I got a lot of children in the church. You know, we got quite a few. 77, all told. It was 76 for a long time until we got this last little boy named Michael. And you always see him online, you know. And uh, you, I don't think he, I don't think he's in my book. And let me tell you all about this too. I have a book. I, they, they didn't make it in on time. I didn't get a chance to bring them. I got a book entitled "Small Town Big Miracle," and that's where we are. We're a small community, but it's a big miracle that happened there. And 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 that book, uh, uh, they want to focus on the family production that they work with me in getting that book out. And they're writing a script to do a movie from their book or a reality show. I don't know which one it is, but they're done reading a script for it to be done. And, uh, and if anybody want one, you can give me your name and address. When the books come in, we can send you a book for $13.99. <laughs> anybody else have any questions? It was quite an experience because I was challenged one night at the church. One of the workers said something that this here didn't agree with. And I told her, and I told the truth about it. So she called me over to the side and told me, she said, look, don't you ever challenge me again. I said, beg your pardon? Don't you ever challenge me? Let me tell you something, sister. God placed me. You see that God placed. You see that name of that God placed me over this church. And the longer you come in here, either you follow the rule or that it don't. Now you make the choice. Just that simple. I ain't had no more problem. Working with CPS, they got their own ideals. I got my own ideals. They said what the rules require. Either forget the rule. Let's look at the book. To find a solution to the pollution, look at the book. So what it was, they tried to sway me over. This is a church. I said, do you realize I got 66 reasons here I can't change? And because of the fact that my 66 reasons will override their rules and regulations, they had to understand that we got to do something about this program. So we had our own personal CPS worker that we could call on 
But that, let me tell you something. There was a lot of time that they couldn't get to Possum Trot. But they can get to Bishop Martin. So I was the CPS worker. I was the counselor. I was the mother. I was the father. I was everything along with my wife. We made the difference. Because we were determined. We did the respite. A lot of the children spent a lot of weekends at my house. Because I was giving the parents a rest. And I, I had to ask them, I asked my wife, when I asked, well, who's going to give us some rest? Like me, we're doing all the giving. Nobody giving us nothing. But we've done what we did, and I'm excited about it. And when I look back at what we've done, I said we made no mistake. They are happy. We are happy. Heaven is rejoicing, and the devil is mad. And I want to keep him mad. I love it when he gets mad. Let me know I'm doing something he don't like. And if you don't make the devil mad, you better go check your salvation. Any more questions? We started in, uh, I think it was, right at, it was in 2000, I believe. It took a period of time to get all the children in uh, and to work with them and to get them to understand. L- let, me, let me tell you something I didn't tell you. If a family adopted a child, it's going to take that family anywhere from four to six weeks just to get that child calmed down in that household. I know when their child came, they was not going to be at church anywhere from four to six weeks because they were determined to bring some, some structure in that child's life. That's just how bad. The state said the worst children they had they brought them to us. And you'll see that in some of the stuff online. They said that if the child, if they couldn't handle no other child, bring them to us. And we was able. It's a miracle, you all, for us to accomplish what we have. And if God wasn't in it, we all have been walking around right now pulling our hair out because them children would have ran us crazy. Anybody else? I saw some hand over here. Different ages. We had, I think the youngest one we ever had was uh, three years old. The youngest one that we ever got was three years old. So it was the oldest one that we ever got was like nine years old. And a lot of people don't like to adopt older children. But there ain't nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. Because they feel like everybody want a girl baby. That ain't going to happen. You might as well forget about that. But that won't happen. That may happen every now and then. Everybody want a baby. That don't work too often. But they got so many children. And they got older children in the system. That need a home. And I'm telling you all. You can do it. If we can do it in Possum Tribe. You can do it right here. You can do this. I believe in my sanctified spirit that you can do this. Any more questions? Well, when I stood up and explained to them 
what adoption was all about and help them to understand the principle is right there in the book. I used only the scriptures from the Bible to teach them what adoption was all about because at the time I did not know that I was adopted. I, I didn't know that until I started searching the scriptures and finding out more about it, what adoption was really all about. And then I realized then that it was not something that man created. It was an entity that God did all by himself. And he demonstrated through us. He showed us what it was all about. And once I've learned that, I began to preach about it. And I mean, I preached about it, too. I'm being nice tonight. Believe me, I am. <laughs> I'm being very nice tonight. I'm so nice and calm, it's unreal. But if you have, if you ever stick your head in them doors and pop them, it's like the roof coming off that place. And I'm telling you, we be trying to get it off there, too. So the thing of it is that when I found out about adoption, what it was all about, then we explained it to the members, then they started coming up one by one. But let me tell you what they did, though. See, everybody always going to try to make it easy and convenient for themselves. Now, my wife and I had to drive all them weeks to Lufkin, 120 miles round trip. But now, when they got ready, I asked them, the woman said, I said, well, what would happen if we do the program at our church? She said, uh, well, I tell you what, if you can get me eight families, we'll do it at your church. Knowing all time that that was an impossibility, that's what she thought. But I'm going to tell you something. When God got a plan, it's going to go. When I take an old name down of the families that wanted to adopt, we had 17 families that signed up for adoption on the first go-round. But then instead of them going the same amount of weeks, they cut it down to eight weeks. Made it easy for themselves. They could have cut it down for us, but they wouldn't do it. But see, they had to drive the possum truck then. And a lot of folks said, well, we don't want to be caught down there at night because you can't see your way out of there. I'm telling you, ain't no street lights down there. Don't look for no street lights down there. When you walk out, especially me, I look at myself, I can't see nothing in front of me. The way it's set up, you have to foster the first six months. But everyone that we got, we had already signed the paper to adopt the children. Now, had I not known something different, I might would have had some other ideas about it. But I just didn't know. And when you don't know, you just don't know. So we end up adopting all them children, and they didn't tell us that we had an option. We didn't even know we had an option, and I didn't know it. So we, we just went along with the program because I thought they knew it. They were telling me the right thing. But I found out later that they kind of took us to the hoop a little bit on that one. But that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm good with that because one thing about it, God was in the plan all the time. See, what they thought they were doing, some, they weren't doing anything to us. I mean, what they were doing was just making sure that God will be carried out, and I didn't even know it. So what happened was we ended up adopting that seven to seven children. And not even knowing. And let me tell you all something else. Not one went back. No turnaround, no disruption. We don't play that. When you came, my wife told, told Tyler and Mercedes. She told Tyler, got Tyler and Mercedes. I'm going to tell you something. This the last train to Georgia. 
you won't be leaving here. And that was it. Anybody else have a question? Well, I guess, okay. Yeah, a bunch of them in college. And they are doing well. They are doing extremely well. We got some on the dean list and stuff like that. They are smart children. They just need some help. They just need someone to guide them and show them the right thing to do. You can't pet them because if you do, they will take you to the hoop. I'm telling you, because they've been, see, the thing of it is, I think that a lot of times what has happened, these children are just petted along, just petted along and petted along. But you can't do them like that. They need structure. They need, they really need to know, no mean no. They need to understand that. Because you tell one of them, say no, they just keep on doing it. You know, but that didn't happen too much in my house. We made sure that we made some correction. You know, and, 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 and Mercedes knew she had me by the neck. He just knew she had me. And you can't do nothing about it either because I called in on you. I'll hear my phone. And even the CPS workers we had, she told them this. She said, let me tell y'all something. See, this is what I like when God is working something out. Let me tell you all something. You're in a good home. You got a good family. You might as well sit here and do what you need to do. That's when a CPS worker really stands up for what is right. You can't go along with the children because they, you know they've been lying all the time. So why would you keep on going along with them? It's just one of those things, y'all. I mean, it's, it, it's tough, but it's real. And the thing that we have to understand, you is that when you get involved in a doctor, and I'm not trying to use a scare tactic on you or nothing like that, but I'm just letting you know that there's pros and cons in this business. And you have to be able to understand the pros and the cons in order for you to be successful in it. And again, if we can do it in Possum Tribe, you can do it here. Because the people down there don't have no job to work out in the woods, work at Tyson, you know, slinging chickens all day and chicken fat and all that kind of stuff. They don't have these big jobs, but yet and still, they had a heart to carry out the will of God. And when you got the heart to carry out the will of God, He's going to give you the ability to carry out His will. And it's just that simple. Yeah, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Anybody else? Nothing more, pal. See, it's back in your hands. God bless you, my brother. God bless you.